Welcome to an interview series featuring conversations with your favorite celebrities. I'm your host, Jessica Lips, and I'm honored to welcome this month's guest, Cheryl Burke. Cheryl is a professional dancer who is well known for her work on ABC's hit TV show, Dancing with the Stars. Cheryl created the CB clothing line, has a live stage show called Love on the Floor, and a book about her personal and professional journey. This season, you can watch her in Lifetime's popular TV show, Dance Moms. I'm excited to speak with Cheryl, and thanks so much for being here. Of course, thanks for having me. With all of my guests, I'd love to start at the very beginning and just get a sense of who you were from the start. So where were you born? I was born in the Bay Area, and my mom always made it very important for me to do extracurricular activities, not just go to school from being a soccer player to basketball player, volleyball, and a ballerina. That's how my dancing career started at the age of four. At the age of four. Wow. You mentioned ballet. Was that just because your mom enrolled you in it, or were you dancing at home and you found that was your favorite type of dance? I think I was always dancing around at home, but that was the one thing that my mom actually enrolled me in was a local ballet studio. And it was the one sport or art that I never really complained about doing. Everything else, it was hard to get out of bed for. (laughs) So uh, doing ballet, I started at age four. I did recitals. I did the whole thing from four to 11. And then grew out of my tights, I guess you could say, and wanted to switch over. And my mom and dad, they were actually social dancing at the time and trying to ballroom dance together and that's how I kind of started getting into it. My mom took me to a local dance competition in the Bay Area and when I saw kids my age and I saw the costumes and the music was fun and you were interacting with somebody else, it was something that I fell in love with from the moment I saw it. I love it. And at that point, did you know that this was something you wanted to pursue professionally or was it just a hobby that you knew you loved? I didn't know that there was even a professional level at the time. My mom realized that I was just not loving ballet anymore, and I developed at a very young age, at age nine. So my hips started growing. I started becoming a young woman at a very young age. So we would talk a lot, and she was like, okay, I can tell you're not really into ballet, so why don't you try taking group classes after school or maybe dance with a teacher or so? After taking a few group classes, I wanted to take it to the next level. So I did a competition with my teacher, which is called Pro-Am. Pro-Am. Tell us what that is. It's a professional dancing with an amateur. So I was the amateur, and I was dancing with my teacher. And there would be competitions with other kids my age dancing with their teachers. And my mom just saw how inspired I was and how much I was looking forward to all my dance lessons and competitions. And so did my teacher. And my teacher said, maybe it's time that you find a partner so you can compete in the junior under 21 level. And so I assume you did? I did. And I had no idea that this was a worldwide sport. And back then, it was all about traveling to England. And that's where all the best coaches were. That's where all the couples are training. And so every summer... My mom would support my dancing career, and she would fly me to England, and I would spend every summer there training with the best coaches in the world and competing at a very high level. So at this point, you are in your teens. Do you end up going to college, or do you just go ahead and pursue dance outright? 
I wanted to take a year off. My mom said that she would support that I take a year off after high school as long as I do pursue college. And so during that year, a lot happened. I basically moved to England, and then from there I moved to Denmark. I followed my dance coach all around with my partner. And then from there, he thought it was a good time to turn professional, and I was about 19 years old, turning 20. He was like, I think it's time. I think you should you know, start making money off of what you're doing. And he just really believed in me. And so I tried to take some online courses, but obviously when you're really training, it's like an Olympic sport. You really have to put every single hour in the day into this. Because on top of my dancing career with my partner, my professional dancing career, I had to teach. My mom wanted me to start spending my money and making money so that I can start paying for dance costumes and travel and dance lessons and stuff like that. So in order for me to do that, I had to teach. And when I turned pro, I was actually living in Harlem with my dance partner, and that was where it was. So it moved from England, like the dancing world kind of moved from England to New York. Here you are, you've been studying ballroom dancing all these years. Did you know that that was for you? You weren't into pursuing other types of dance? No, I wasn't, actually. I just knew, and it wasn't just all the ballroom dances. It was mainly just the Latin. In order for you to be really, I think, great at whatever you do, you have to kind of focus on one uh, technique and one part of dance. And so that's what I did. I just put all of my energy into the Latin dancing side of things. Then I got a call randomly after the first season of Dancing with the Stars to be a part of it. They actually came to New York to interview me. I didn't know what I wanted to do because I was like, okay, well, here's this TV show, but television was never my goal. I didn't know what this was going to be about. I was at the height of my career in the ballroom world, and I just wanted to continue doing that. And when you put it aside for six months, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And I worked so hard to get to that level that, you know, I actually turned them down a couple times. Then what made you finally say yes? That's really striking because Dancing with the Stars is such an opportunity. I said no because my dancing career was something that I've invested a lot of time and blood, sweat, and tears in. And this television show was not kind of the path that I thought I was going to be taking. But my partner at the time said, you know what, just go ahead and go. And my dance coach said the same thing and just come back when you're done, like when you're done with the season. So I thought about it, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll just go ahead and do this. It won't take a lot of time, maybe like three, four months out of my life, so I had to move to Los Angeles. Uh, my partner was still in New York. I started the second season of Dancing with the Stars, and I haven't gone back. It's so wild to me that here you were completely reluctant to say yes, but finally you did. But all these years later, you had quite a career on the show. Did you enjoy it, and then what was the reason to leave? I did enjoy I mean, I love being a part of Dancing with the Stars. I always have. It taught me so much. It definitely brought me out of my shell. You have to be on camera, and you have to, like, really express yourself. And I expressed myself normally back then, which is through movement and through dance. And, and in the beginning, I was very shy, actually. I was very camera shy, and it was impossible for them to do any sort of interview with me. <laughs> Basically, it was training. It was full-on training the first couple of seasons. And, you know, I had a great first partner, Drew Lachey, that I won with. And Emmett Smith, who was my second partner, the third season of Dancing with the Stars, and we also won as well. And both of those guys, they were a huge influence on my life. And they really taught me a lot about the industry and the other side of the world that I had no idea about. 
after such a spectacular run, uh, what was the decision to leave? How did that come up? After what, 10 years of doing it, basically back-to-back. I think I was on my 19th season. I've been two seasons a year. It was just time. I got an offer from NBC to do a show called I Can Do That. Joe Jonas was a part of it, Nicole Scherzinger, Sierra, just to name a few. I guess I felt like I was on autopilot, and as much as I enjoyed really changing people's lives on Dancing with the Stars and all of my partners, it was time for me to step out of my comfort zone and figure out what Cheryl Burke wants and achieve my goals. And because I've been so branded by Dancing with the Stars, which is a great thing, I also felt like I wasn't achieving my goals as much as I was achieving somebody else's goals. And so I just wanted to be able to feel like what the celebrities feel on Dancing with the Stars. They're scared, they're nervous, they don't know if they could do it. They're really reaching out of their comfort zones. And um, that's something that I wanted to do, which is why moving over to NBC and doing their show, I can do that definitely put me in that position and challenged me in many different ways. I love that. I want to move to what is on everyone's mind, which is this new season of Dance Moms. Your episodes are going to be seen in October, and I'm dying to know about it. So how did Dance Moms come up? It was so quick, and it was so, you know, out of nowhere. I literally just had a meeting with one of the executive producers of Dance Moms. Um, my manager was like, you should go in there, you should talk to them, and it was just a general meeting. And I was like, well, I'm not a mom. Like, how does this work? Of course, I've, I've seen the show a couple times, and I know of Abby. She actually came on as a guest judge on Dancing with Stars, but I also know of all the negative. I, I know more negative stuff about Abby than I do positive. And I was like, why would this even fit for me? Because I'm not a yeller. When I teach people, I try and be as compassionate and encouraging and inspiring as possible. Um, and my manager just said, you need to just go in there and just have a general General meeting. And then three days later, this is when Abby decided to walk off set. They called my manager and said, you know what, we need Cheryl to replace Abby. Um, And so that's how it all started. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And when did these conversations start taking place? Four or five months ago, and during that time as well, I was starting rehearsals for my live stage show called Love on the Floor. And Love on the Floor has been a passion project of mine for the last 10 years. It's something that, you know, I wrote in my kitchen and have made it finally come to life. And we were going out to Japan for our second year in a row, and so we were really deep into auditions, auditioning different dancers and all of that. And so here I am juggling dance moms and my my project that I've been working on for a decade. So it, it was tough because I would have to get up at like 4 a.m., get ready, go see the girls, film, and then go straight to rehearsal until late at night. So that was my life every day. Oh my gosh, that's intense. How long did you do that for? Um, we did that for a solid, I would say, five, six weeks. And then once we wrapped Dance Moms, I continued on to my live stage show, Love on the Floor. And then we left to Japan, and then we just got back. Oh, my gosh. So you have just been going, 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 going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> crazy. So tell us more about the show. Tell us what it was like being on set, what it was like interacting with the girls. Was there all the drama that this show is known for? Just kind of walk us through what the experience was like, and, and if it met your expectations or if it was totally different. The girls are amazing. I, I see a lot of myself in the girls when I was a young dancer competing and except I wasn't on camera so the girls are used to it 
it's my job is just to make these girls shine and bring out the best in them. And with the moms, I, could, I guess I could say I come from the original dance mom. I totally know how to put them in their place. And when they would be out there in the waiting room waiting for the girls, you know, they would sometimes just walk in and barge into my room, and that's just not acceptable. I think it's very important for these girls, especially at this moment in their lives, they're teenagers or young adults, they need to be able to make their own decisions and not have to put a front just because their mom walked in and their mom have such high expectations of these girls. But I think the best thing to do is trust that your girls are in good hands and let them spread their wings a little bit and just you know, slowly back away. I mean, these moms are great. It's a double-edged sword because they're very supportive. They're great. They're always there, but they do cause a lot of drama. I may not be a yeller, but I'm very stern and I get what I want from my students and um, their moms have to kind of stay in their own lane. Dance Moms is a reality show. When I hear you talk, it really sounds like it's reality and not much of it is scripted. Is that true? Yeah, that is true. I mean, the reality is the girls have the pressure of learning so many numbers and having to perform it by the end of the week. The reality is that the moms are a little overbearing and, you know, they get very loud. Do maybe some of the momster drama up to continue the drama, most likely, but I think it's basically what you see is what you get. These are the moms, and I even took the moms out to dinner at the end of the season. And I thought for sure I was going to get a different side of them, you know, maybe a softer side. They're exactly the same that you see on television. Kind of along those lines of the drama and the crazy and the fun, I want to ask if there are any funny backstage moments that you remember or bloopers from your time filming. Yeah, of course the producers want more drama. They want everything to be times a thousand, everything to be bigger, 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 bigger. Because I am not a yeller, but, you know, when I say something, I I can come across very cold and stern and strict. So in order for them to get, like, the sound effect that they want, I would always, after going out to talk to the moms, um, I would go back in and just slam the door, no matter what happened. Even if I was just walking into the dance studio, I would always slam the door constantly, and then the moms would just laugh. (laughs) That's so great. So tell us a little bit about your process for coaching. How do you teach the girls and how do you inspire them or or physically show them how to be their best dancers and their best selves? I mean, I just had a short time with them and I wish I had more time with them, to be honest, because I think this is a very crucial part of their lives where a lot of them want to do other things. You know, they don't want to just dance which I get because of the popularity of Dance Moms and social media nowadays. They've got a huge following. But I told them to always stay grounded. You know, like Chloe would always get nervous before performances, and I understand because I do still to this day, you know. And so Chloe definitely needs to come out of her shell. I think she feels as if when she performs, she just freezes. So I just taught her how to stay grounded and to look at the bigger picture of performing is something that you bring people joy and why do you dance in the first place it's her way of expressing herself and I think she in particular has got a little bit caught up in the fact that she's been told what to do her whole life and she's not able to express her true self and for me dancing was very therapeutic and it still is and it's an escape from reality I basically taught all of the girls what is the next step for you whatever it is be positive, have a great attitude, and try not to feel like everyone is constantly judging you and don't be too hard on yourself. And I think with Abby, from what I've heard from the girls and the moms, she was very 
hard on them. And, you know, some of them are very traumatized by that experience, and I don't want them to carry that baggage onto the next part of their lives. I think that's great advice. So speaking of Abby and your role with the show, do you think that you will be back? Do you think that she will be back? What can we expect later in the season or beyond to next season? You know, there are no talks right now of the next season. We are waiting for my episodes to air, and then we will see. I mean, we have talked about it a little bit. I would love to come back. I I love teaching young girls. I love teaching kids and showing them that dancing is a great thing to have, and it's a great thing to be a part of. I see it myself a lot in these kids and these young women, and I think it's important that, you know, they have a positive experience while doing all of this. I love it. So tell us more about what's next for you. Well, um, I started this live stage show called Love on the Floor, and it involves a lot of the Olympian skaters that you may know from Dancing with the Stars, like Christian Maguchi, Meryl Davis, Charlie White, and we will be doing a U.S. tour. Um, we were supposed to do one this year, but it actually got postponed to 2018. So we'll be doing a full U.S tour next year. So it's been a huge dream of mine. It's been a passion project, as I've said, for the last decade of my life. And to actually bring it to life has been pretty amazing to actually follow through with something. So I'm really focusing on that and as well as my activewear clothing line with QVC called CB. And, you know, I live in activewear and I want women of all different shapes and sizes to be able to enjoy, you know, a comfortable lifestyle and look cute and feel confident in what they wear. Do you wear your own line? I do all the time. You'll see me wear it when my episode there on Dance Moms. I just love living in comfortable clothes that look great. I know you're the creator of the line, but do you also design the items? Absolutely. Yes, for sure. I'm, I'm very involved. So I am listening to you talk and you have been so insanely busy. And at the same time, we've seen online that you have rekindled a relationship with Matthew Lawrence. How do you have time to balance yes. <laughs> a relationship oh, with Oh, we have time. No, the great thing is that Matt is also in the business, so he understands and he's nothing but supportive. And um, he's really like my backbone. You know, he actually came to Japan and saw my show for the first time. Um, and then we just took a little trip to the Caribbean. So whenever, when I get like four or five days off, I really take advantage of that time and, and have a personal life as well. So I'm trying to balance, even though balancing is very hard in life, but I am trying to balance as much as possible. I'm 33, so <laughs> I need to start doing that. How do you balance? I think that's what people want to know. How do you take care of yourself? Especially when I'm training. I definitely, you know, I try and get as many massages as possible. I go see my physical therapist. Sometimes I'll have 20-hour long days. And no matter what, I have to wind down at the end of my day. And whatever that is, whether it's just watching Netflix with Matt cooking or doing something normal, right, because I'm always in front of the camera, it definitely balances me and keeps me grounded. So just a few final questions in closing. I'm struck to hear you say that you still get nervous when you go on stage. You are the best professional and you've been doing this your entire life. So how do you calm yourself down? What do you tell yourself? I tell myself what I've told the girls. Doing something like Dancing with the Stars when you have millions of people watching you and and judging you and some could be positive and some can be negative. You just have to realize the reason why you're there and see the bigger picture and you know, I've seen so many positive comments from people saying how much I inspire them and how happy they are when they watch me dance. And that definitely helps me continue on with what I love to do. And I love to perform. And I think with every performer, they get nervous. When you stop getting nervous, that's when it's time for you to hang up your shoes.
That's really interesting. So you think it's okay to be nervous for the rest oh, of your 100%. life? Oh, 100%. Huh. Yeah, because if you're not excited, if you don't have that adrenaline running through your body, if you're not nervous anymore, I think it's it's time for you to maybe move on and do something else, which is also okay. But I think that those nerves, at least for me, and I know for a lot of artists, um, you know, it really is what keeps you going. In closing, our the final question is, you said you left Dancing with the Stars to go find yourself and to reconnect. I know that process can be a lifelong journey, but do you feel like like you're on that journey? You're like, you've already found yourself. Again, I don't want to step out of my comfort zone to the point where I'm forgetting my passion in life, which is dance. So, you know, dance will always be a part of me. It's very important that my journey just doesn't end with dancing. Dance will always be a part of my life, whether it's Dance Moms for the next season or whatever. I think that whatever is out there, I'm going to just take and I'm blessed to be able to have options and choices in my life and I don't have to do something because I need to do it or I have to do it I want to do it you know it's it's a passion well thank you for sharing your passion with us it is a pleasure to watch you on tv and to be able to talk to you right now and I can't wait to see what else you have in store for us thank you so much Cheryl thank you thank you very much of course this is Jessica Lips thank you for listening we'll see you next time